open up your mouth and give God your best praise this morning. Praise him like he made a way. Praise him like he brought you through. Somebody praise him like he brought you over in this house. Shout yeah! Woo, clap your hands, all your people. While you're clapping, give God a shout of praise with a voice of triumph in this house. Woo! Amen. Anybody feel like having church today? Amen. God bless you. You can be seated for just a few moments in this house. What a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. And to feel the great power and presence of God that we feel in this sanctuary. Anybody thank God for the privilege of being in his house today? Amen. And uh, we want to again say what a privilege it is to have every one of our guests that are in the house of the Lord with us. Would you help me one more time, Rock Church, put your hands together and give a great big ovation for all of our guests that are here with us. Come on, we can do a little bit better than that. Let them know what, a, what an honor it is to have you in the house of the Lord with us today. And if today is your very first time uh, here at the Rock Church, you should have received a VIP invitation card when you walked into the lobby. And uh, I think they might have a picture of those. If you did not receive one of those, just raise your hand and very quickly one of our uh, ministry technicians will bring those to you. But that card is an invitation for you to join us immediately after the service this morning. We've got a special VIP room prepared with some special treats and a small gift for you. And we'd love an opportunity just to shake your hand again and tell you uh, what an honor it was to have you in the house of the Lord. Amen, somebody. We have a, a saying here that you are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home with us. Amen, somebody? Would you just turn around to two or three people sitting next to you and tell them, welcome home this morning. Welcome home. Come on, I need you to reach in front of you, behind you. Tell somebody, welcome home. Welcome home. So good to have you in the house of the Lord and to all of those who are streaming online with us from around the world. We welcome you today. Amen. And so grateful that you tuned in to uh, enjoy what God is doing in this house. And uh, I feel such great anticipation for what the Lord wants to do in this place today. Did anybody come ready for the word of the Lord in this place? Come on, did you come with hungry hearts today? Stand with me, if you would, all across this sanctuary as we go to the word of the Lord. I'll invite you to the book of Acts, chapter number 16, in verse number 16. There you'll find my assignment. I lift my hands in total adoration. You reign on the throne, for you are God, 
God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. Anybody know that song? I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. Then somebody just lift your hand and help me sing it like this. Come on, tell him. I love you, Jesus. Woo. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Come on, somebody stretch your hands in the air. Tell him, I love you, Jesus. Come on, is that how you feel? I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, um, Lord, I love you uh, more than anything. Hey, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, um, Lord, I love you more than anything. Hey, hey, hey. I love you, Jesus. Come on, tell him this morning. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, um, Lord, I love you more than anything. Woo! Somebody lift that up to him right there. Somebody lift that up to him right there. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. My God, Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 and verse number 16. Acts 16 and 16 says, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Tell your neighbors she was a fortune teller. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Can I stop here and just tell you that just because someone claims to be a promoter of the gospel doesn't mean that they may not be operating under demonic influence with evil motives. And this did she many days. Somebody shout many days. But Paul being grieved, one transliteration says, but Paul finally being fed up with her, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. 
And for a few moments, I simply want to preach from this subject this morning. Enough is enough. Enough. Would somebody just shout that this morning? Enough is enough. Woo. Put your Bibles down and one more time, clap your hands and give God a praise in this house. Oh, Jesus. My God, the Holy Ghost wants to talk to somebody in this place. One more time, tell your neighbor on the way to your seat, enough is enough. I, I was raised a little bit different than most kids are raised nowadays. My mama raised me old school. And my mama came from a family with 12 children. You don't hardly see that anymore today. When you got 12 kids, you got your whole, your own personal army. And for her, growing up, her mom and dad didn't have time to play games. When you got 12 kids, you can't keep repeating yourself. And so she adopted a, an ideology of raising kids that was much different than most kids are raised today. Today when children are, are misbehaving, I know it's none of y'all's kids, just people's kids. Today, parents approach it different than my mama did. Somewhere back not too long ago, somebody thought that it would be a good idea to come up with something called the number system. And so you see parents nowadays, the child is acting up and They'll say, now, Johnny, stop that. If your name's Johnny, your kid's name Johnny, I'm not picking on you today. And Johnny will keep on acting up and, Johnny, I said stop. Kid keeps acting up. <sighs> Johnny, I said stop. Now, are you listening to me, young man? Kid keeps acting up. Okay. I'm going to count to 10. One. Johnny already knows the game, so he just keeps acting up. Woo I got nine more to go. Two. Johnny takes it up a notch. Three. Four. Listen, y'all. Here was my mom's number system. Stop. If you kept on, poof. Won't, there it is. And so it doesn't take very long of that culture before mama don't have to count to ten no more. She doesn't even have to count to one. The kids learn that when mama speaks, she means business. 
Oh, Lord, I already got some of y'all parents under conviction. You may all rise. The altar is now open. As a matter of fact, my mom got, she would not tolerate it. And so it got to the point where my mom didn't even have to say nothing. It got to where we mess up, my mom just look at us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? She just had a look and it, oh. Onward, Christian soldiers. Because she made up in her mind, I'm not tolerating all of that. <laughs> and the Bible tells us that there was this woman who was following the disciples. And, and, and here's, here's the part that's puzzling is when, when Paul finally opened his mouth and said something, the Bible said that the demon came out of her the very same hour. That meant that the entire time he had the ability to speak uh, and within the same hour, the shenanigans uh, would have stopped. But when she started mocking them and following them, it wasn't just for an hour. It wasn't for five hours. It wasn't for one day or two days or three days. But for many days, she kept on following them, kept on pestering them, kept on mocking them. I don't know what it was going on with him, but somewhere he finally got a revelation and said, enough is enough. I'm not putting up with this another moment or another day. And he opens his mouth and casts the demon out of the woman. And I'm going to get to the point this morning and preach to somebody when are you going to get sick and tired enough of what the enemy is doing in your life that you finally see Say, uh, enough uh, is uh, enough. Uh, no more excuses. Uh, no more delays. Uh, no more reasons. Uh, enough uh, is uh, enough. Oh, I'm going to preach to somebody in the building this morning. Uh, you got to get to the point uh, where you're sick and tired uh, of being sick and tired uh, and you're willing to tell the devil uh, it's over with. Uh, this is it. Uh, this is the last straw. This is the last time. Enough is enough. I just need a few people in the building that'll get radical this morning and serve notice to hell that enough is enough. I don't know what you walked in here with. I don't know what you're dealing with. But the Holy Ghost said that today can be your day. Enough is enough. I'm I'm tired of fighting uh, with this same temptation. Uh, I'm sick of dealing with the same demons. Uh, I'm tired of the situation uh, that I'm living in. Uh, enough is enough. I, I feel like asking somebody, how much more of this are you going to tolerate? How much more hell are you willing to go through? 
before you finally get sick and tired of being sick and tired. How much more of this nonsense are you going to keep living with before you do something about your situation? My God, I feel like preaching for a moment. You're not a victim of circumstance. You're not some victim of your environment. All that has to happen is for you to get tired of it and make a stand and declare that enough is enough. I want to preach to somebody this morning. You cannot conquer what you will not confront. You cannot conquer what you are not willing to stand up to. You cannot conquer what you are not willing to speak to. Somewhere you've got to make up in your mind that the pain of your suffering is greater than the pain of confrontation. Come on, sir. I don't care what I got to do, but I'm not doing this anymore. I don't know what it's going to cost me, but I can't keep going on like this. I don't know what all the repercussions are, but I can't keep living my life like I'm living. Enough is enough. You can never be delivered from something that you tolerate. It's hard to rebuke a devil that you're sleeping with. You can't cast out spirits that you have made your friends. You can't cast out demonic influences that you have built a room in your house for. Oh, I'm going to preach in this building this morning. A house divided cannot stand. How can two walk together except they agree? Too many of us are praying prayers for peace while the back door is open to chaos in our life. Too many of us are praying prayers for God to take care of our mind while we have the window open of the house, inviting things into our life that are causing fear and panic and chaos and confusion. you got to make up in your mind that enough is enough. I'm confronting this thing once and for all. Come on, somebody. I might have to suffer a while. I might have to do without for a little while. I might have to take a step back I might come on but as of right now enough is I came to push somebody out of your comfortability this morning you've gotten comfortable in the position you're in you've gotten comfortable trying to live for God while all the junk is going on in your life but God sent this man of God to declare unto you it's time to get a whole Holy indignation in your spirit and bow up your back and declare enough, enough, enough. I ain't doing, my capacity is full. I'm through with this. Deliverance does not only require divine intervention, but it requires human motivation. 
it requires you to get involved with what God's doing. In Numbers chapter number 25, we read the story. The Bible tells us that God's people had become involved with the daughters of Moab, the Moabites. They had began to involve themselves in illicit relationships with the whorish woman, women of the Moabites. And the Bible said that this relationship with the world had even caused them to slip into idolatry and they had joined themselves to Baal Peor. And because of their transgression, the Bible said that God allowed a, a plague to come upon his people. And at this point in time in Numbers chapter 25, the Bible tells us that there were already 24,000 people that had died because of this plague. And yet they were still messing around with the Moabites. 24,000 people had passed away and they weren't doing anything about it. Grandparents died because of their disobedience. Loved ones and children and husbands and wives and family members and friends, uh, 24,000 people and counting uh, had died uh, because they had given themselves over uh, to these relationships uh, with the Moabites. Uh, and so here they are in this state of affairs. Uh, God is angry with them uh, and nobody uh, in the entire nation uh, is doing anything about what's happening. And the Bible tells us that finally one day uh, as they were there praying uh, in the tabernacle and uh, they, they were trying to reach God, uh, there was a young man who came down uh, right in front of them uh, as they were praying, the Bible says. Uh, and he brought a whore uh, from Moab with him. Uh, and he walked in front of them with his chest out. Uh, as he brought that Moabitish woman, uh, he walked right in front of everybody uh, while they were praying uh, and he walked right over into uh, his tent uh, and began to commit acts uh, of whoredom uh, right while they were praying uh, right in front of all of God's it was a spit in the face uh, it, it was as if uh, the demonic spirits were saying uh, I've been doing everything I want to do uh, and there's nothing you will do about it uh, you've already proven uh, that you're willing to sit there uh, while I do what I want to do. Uh, you've already proven uh, that you're willing to sit there comfortable uh, and pray your little prayer uh, while you continue to sin. Uh, you've already proven that you're willing uh, to go about your religious activity uh, and as long as you keep going to the house of God uh, and saying your prayer, uh, you're not worried about the sin uh, that's destroying uh, an entire nation. Uh, I'm preaching to some people in the building. Uh, that's how the devil has been looking at you. Uh, oh, yeah, he's all right with you coming uh, to the house of God uh, as long as you stay comfortable uh, with the chaos going on in your life. Uh, as long as you remain comfortable uh, with the seeds that he's planted uh, and the mess that's going on. Uh, but can I tell you that that day uh, there was a young man by the name of Phineas uh, that when he saw what was happening, uh, something rose up uh, on the inside of him uh, and he made up his mind 
mind at that moment, uh, enough uh, is uh, enough. Uh, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, and the Bible said uh, that he went over and picked up uh, a javelin uh, and he marched his way uh, into that tent. Uh, and while that young man and young lady uh, were laying in their bed, uh, he grabbed the javelin uh, and he drove it through the back uh, and through the stomach of that woman uh, and killed them on the spot. Uh, and when he did that, you read verse 11, uh, God said, I will stay uh, the plague uh, because there was somebody in Israel uh, that made up in their mind uh, that enough uh, is uh, enough. All God is looking for uh, is one person uh, that'll stand up and say, uh, this is it. I'm preaching uh, to somebody in the building. Uh, all God needs uh, is one person in the family. Uh, all God needs is the man of the house uh, to stand up uh, and say enough uh, is enough. Uh, I refuse to lay here uh, while the devil destroys uh, my wife uh, and my children uh, and my family. Uh, I'm doing something about it right now. Uh, I dare somebody in the Holy Ghost uh, to let a holy indignation uh, get in your spirit this morning uh, that causes you to stand up uh, and declare enough uh, is uh, enough. Uh, I refuse to keep coming to church uh, and going home to hell uh, while the devil wreaks havoc uh, in my marriage uh, and the devil wreaks havoc uh, in my ministry uh, and the devil wreaks havoc uh, in my friendships. Uh, enough uh, is enough. Come on, who am I preaching to this morning? Uh, <laughs> Satan, some of us, Satan's not afraid of you one bit. You're here this morning, but you're DOA. Dead on arrival. Oh, yeah, they go to church, but there ain't no breakthrough in their spirit. I ain't got to worry about them. Oh, yeah, they go to church, but trust me, they're not going to an altar. Oh, yeah, they're in church, but, but trust me, they're going to sit there defeated and depressed. The entire, I got control of them on the backside. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, I'm not worried about them. I've got their children's number. Oh, yeah, the Bible said that if the enemy is going to destroy off of the Holy Ghost, if the enemy is going to destroy a house, the Bible said he must first bind the strong man. And some of us have not got the revelation that one of the reasons Satan is attacking you and he has you wrapped up and bound up is not just because of you, but it's your babies and it's your children children uh, that are left vulnerable uh, while mom and dad should have the victory uh, and mom and dad should be providing uh, an atmosphere of deliverance uh, and breakthrough. Uh, Satan has you wrapped up uh, and tied up uh, with all of your issues uh, and in the meantime uh, he's positioning your family uh, and your children uh, for an attack uh, but I'm challenging uh, some moms and dads in the building. Uh, it's time to get up uh, and declare enough uh, is enough. Uh, I'm not going to sit here uh, while the devil spins a web uh, around me. I'm not going to. I feel like stopping here for a moment because some of us, 
The enemy has deceived us by his subtlety. The Bible, law of first reference in hermeneutics, the first time we find Satan mentioned in the Bible, he is displayed as a serpent. He's a serpent. His tactics, his approach is serpent-like. And one of the ways that a constrictor kills its prey is not sudden death. It's different than a venomous snake. But it kills its prey by wrapping itself slowly around its prey and beginning to constrict it. One of the first signs that people are under demonic attack is I begin to watch them deal with dynamics of restriction. There's a restriction to their prayer. There's a restriction to their worship. There's a lack of liberty in their expression to God when they come to the house of the Lord. Their movement becomes limited. Their mobility becomes, what is it? I know exactly what it is. It is the spirit of Python that has wrapped itself around them and it is beginning to constrict them. And I'm preaching to some people in the building. It's time to shake yourself before the enemy has you in a position that you cannot get out of. It is time to shake yourself before the enemy has you in a place that you cannot get out of. How long are you going to come to church and tolerate what the enemy is doing in your life? How long are you going to come to church and sit on a pew and tolerate how the enemy has enticed you somewhere the Holy Ghost had better get a hold of you and Shout enough is enough. This is the service I'm coming out of. This is the service I'm breaking through. This is the service I'm getting my deliverance. I'm preaching to you this morning. Don't you sit there and expect God to do all the work. It's not just divine intervention. It's human motivation. You got to want to be free. You got to want to come out of it. You see, uh, I just, it's a tab, but I ain't got notes on any of this. It's just Holy Ghost notes. The reason some of us don't come out of it is because it requires humility. Sometimes it requires repentance. Sometimes it requires us to say, God, forgive me. Let me go a step further to something even more difficult. Sometimes it requires us to go to people and say, forgive me. Oh, yeah, I got it now. Oh, yeah, I just locked into something right there. You can get on your knees all you want to uh, and say, God, forgive me. Uh, but if you don't go make it right with your brother, uh, the Bible says he's not hearing you. Oh, could it be one of the reasons uh, that you're frustrated spiritually? Uh, it's because there is irreconciliation uh, in your life uh, with the people around you. Uh, God said, get up from the altar. Uh, leave your gift there. Uh, go make it right with your brother uh, and your sister. Uh, then come back to the altar uh, and I'll hear your prayer. Uh, come on, somebody's got to get sick and tired of living in bitterness and anger and dysfunction. And let the devil know enough is enough. 
Who am I preaching to? Satan's out to destroy you. How much longer are you going to tolerate it? How much more ground are you going to give up before you stand your ground? How, many, how much more are you going to sacrifice to the enemy before you make a determining statement that says this is as far as I go? Listen, people can help you all they want to. But at the end of the day, you've got to make up in your mind, I'm coming out of this. Come on, is this all right this morning? Is this okay today? Mark chapter 2 tells us about a man who was sick of the palsy who had four friends. And these four friends were motivated to see their buddy delivered. They were motivated to see their friend healed. They were so motivated that even when their friend didn't have the strength to get up from where he was, they went to where he was and said, come on, we're going to take you to where Jesus is. Can I just stop and tell you that's the kind of people uh, you need to surround yourself with? God, I'm about to preach. Uh, can I just stop and tell you, uh, those are the kind of friends uh, that you want in your life. Uh, you don't need friends that are going to gather around you uh, and just feel sorry for you. Uh, you don't need friends uh, that are going to stand in a circle uh, and just agree with all your trouble uh, and all your pain. Uh, what you need is some friends uh, that care about you enough uh, to say, listen, uh, I know you're hurt. Uh, listen, uh, I know you're struggling. Uh, but what you need... Uh, is to get up and get to Jesus. Don't surround yourself with enablers. Hear me, somebody. Don't surround yourself with enablers. Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. A real friend cares enough about you to say, hey, you're wrong. You need to go talk to Jesus. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're responding this morning. But the enemy will use carnal people to surround you in your dilemma. And you know what they'll do? They'll just keep reinforcing your dilemma. And that's going to get you nowhere. That's going to get you killed. But these friends cared enough about him that they said, come on, we're going to Jesus. And those four friends grabbed their buddy and they carried them all the way to where Jesus was. They said, come on, this is heavy, but you got to get to Jesus. Come on, you got to get in the presence. And when they got him to the house, there was no room for them to get into where Jesus was. They didn't stop there. Look at the determination. Look at their determination for a breakthrough that wasn't even theirs. Wasn't even about my breakthrough. I got stuff I could be doing right now. But I'm going to be here to see you get a breakthrough. <laughs> and they're bringing them over. Bible said they got up on the roof. I would have loved to have seen that. I mean, you want to see something funny, just watch me try to get on a roof by myself much less carry somebody else with me. And then when they got on the roof, they started tearing the roof apart. This is some determined people. We got to get you to Jesus. 
And then they let him down on a rope to where Jesus was in the building. Thank you. And when they got down to it, God still required action on part of the man. When it came down to it, Jesus said, okay, you want deliverance? Take up your bed and walk. Can I just stop long enough to say that people can help you all they want to. But there's no help in the world that will replace your response where you finally say enough is enough. Come on, we can preach Jesus to you. We can lead you to the church. We can drag you to an altar. But somewhere, it's got to be in your heart. It's got to be in your mind to say this is it. Today is the day that I'm getting up. I can hear the voice of Jesus talking to some of you this morning saying, get up. <laughs> get up from there. <laughs> Woo. Is this all right? Holy Ghost got me parked here for a moment. I rem- <laughs> I'm going to go back to my mama's whippings, all right? <clears throat> I remember my mom, she didn't tolerate no nonsense. So we, we were trying to, we, it was a constant stage of trying to figure out what was happening. Part of her power, she was unpredictable with her spankings, her whippings. She'd come in just like Zorro. See, some of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. And we'd be jumping around. And finally we get to the point, she'd lift up her arm and we'd just fall to the ground. start crying, screaming. No. Don't stay there. You know what mom would start saying? Get up. No, mama. I said get, okay. You want, you want the counting system? For every time I count, you're going to get another whipping when you get up off that ground. One, Hello, that's the kind of counting system you need. And we're laughing, but God's looking at some of you laying there on the ground this morning uh, saying, get up. I've already made the way. I've already got your miracle. I've already got your breakthrough. Why are you laying on the ground? If you want to be healed, get up off the floor. If you want to get your breakthrough, get up out of your pew. If you want to get your healing, get up out of your lowly bitterness. Get up out of your confusion. Stand up out of your self-loathing. Get up. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. Nobody can help somebody uh, that doesn't want to get up. Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost uh, speaking to somebody in the building. Uh, Get up. You got to say enough uh, is enough. That's it. Uh, I'm getting up this morning. Uh, I'm not laying here another day. Uh, I'm not laying here another five minutes. Uh, I'm not going another week uh, in my dilemma. Uh, I'm going to get my healing. Uh, 
I'm going to get my breakthrough. I'm going to get my deliverance. Enough is enough. Somebody right now ought to throw your hands in the air and declare enough is enough. Come on. Enough is enough. Enough. How much longer are you going to let the devil dog you? How much longer are you going to let him trick you? How much longer are you going to stay wrapped up in despair? Enough is enough. Come on, somebody lift your voice. The hand of deliverance is in this place. Somebody lift your voice. The hand of deliverance is in this house. Enough is enough. It's time to stand up to Satan. It's time to stand up to your flesh. It's time to look it in the eye and say, I'm not living another day like this. Come on. You're in a church that has tore the roof off the place. You're in a church that has brought you into the presence of God. You're in a church that has brought you into the presence of the healer. Now God wants to know, get up. They brought you all the way here, but you've got to be the one that gets up. You've got to be the one that gets on your feet. You've got to be the one that's enough is enough. Come on, come on, come on. The Holy Ghost is moving right now. Come on, enough, 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 enough. And how much longer? You're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. You're not waiting on people. People are waiting on you. Come on, somebody. It's time to get out of your own way. It's time to get your flesh out of the way. It's time to get your distraction out of the way and declare enough is. Come on, that same hour, that same hour there was deliverance. That same hour the devil had to leave. That same hour the situation changed. That same hour the tide was turned. That very moment the dynamic was different. That very moment God turned everything around. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Lift your voice. Enough. Church, I need you to help me pray. Come on, there's people all over this altar that need deliverance. I need you to help me pray. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Enough is enough. I've reached my limit. I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of it. I can't live like this. I'm not going to waste my life like this. Enough is enough. Come on. Come on. Come on, sir. Break through your doubt. Come on, ma'am. Break through your bitterness. Break through your unbelief. Break through your pain. Break through your confusion. 
break through the opposition and open your mouth and declare enough is enough. Come on. Come on. The moment God sees you stand, there's a miracle coming to your house. The moment God sees your determination, there's a breakthrough that's about to hit you this morning. There's a turnaround that's about to hit you this morning. There's a season that's about to shift this morning. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, go. Go, reach for it. Press 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 for it. Enough is enough. This morning it's going to be different. This morning I'm coming out. This morning I'm getting my breakthrough. This morning enough is enough.